Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. You know how embarrassing I had the mute button on? <laughs> Thank you, Megan, for saying that. Hello, everyone. So I have to remember, I have to go back in, at least on the YouTube version, and edit the video until the two-minute mark. So my apologies for that. Yep, it is working now. Everybody should be able to hear me, right? Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking around for two minutes of dead air with me just talking. Maybe that's the new thing. You get to see Hank talk, and you can, like, fill in your own dialogue. What would we like Hank to say and kind of do, like, one of those little dubbing <laughs> dubbing things from uh, those films and everything like that? So thank you for sticking with me. There should be uh, sound now. Can someone let me know that said there is no sound? It is working. It is working now, I hope as I have my coffee. <laughs> uh, that's what that little flashing red light means on my microphone. It means it's on mute. <laughs> and for the people who are being the mysterious Facebook users, like this one, ha, 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 ha. I have to say it was funny too. Um, if you go to, uh, there's a link in that description that if you click the link, it gives StreamYard permission for your data so that when I bring your comment up, like Dr. K's comment, then I actually get to see who you are and they'll have to refer to as mysterious Facebook user. Or the other little trick would be, you can just put your name first and then whatever your comment is. And that way I can refer to you as you instead of mysterious Facebook user. So yesterday, what I was saying is the reason that we're doing spirit guides today is that yesterday there was a lot of energy around depression and really the similar energies around depression, addiction, it comes down to one fundamental thing, the idea of buying into the illusion of separation. Because in the end of the day, this is my belief system anyway, I believe that God's source creation, whatever you like to call it, is all there is all at once in the ever-present moment of now. And the whole point of this Kausai Puklii, this game of life, uh, Kausai is the field of living energy in uh, shamanism, is that we have the illusion that we're separate. That way we can have an experience other than the experience of all there is, so we have a contextual field in order to have an experience something other than what we are. I know that sounds really wordy, but Neil Donald Walsh summarizes it beautifully in the quote, in the absence of that which you are not, that which you are is not. And that's the point of all this, these polar polarities and, and different things like that. And speaking from my own experience, when I was deep in the depths of being a professional drinker, I shared yesterday I would even bring in a shot of whiskey into the shower with me in the morning. That's how, how much I, I was down that rabbit hole of addiction. It really came down to me completely cutting myself off from everything else. I was completely alone. They say that it's like ego run rampant. And the analogy, not analogy, the acronym for ego is edging God out. And when you feel that separate, you can't help but be in a state of depression. When I went through my, um, my rehab, it was a dual diagnosis for depression plus substance abuse. So it wasn't, um, you know, it, it was very much um, twofold in that. But the thing that started to bring me out of it was the simple declaration, God help me. It was the first time that there was an acknowledgement, hey, I'm not in this alone. I, and I actually invited, in fact, I demanded for a change. 
And that's when things happened. They say that in situations like that, sometimes you need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's when you're actually willing to have the change and uh, things of that nature. So one of the things that when it comes to spirit guides, there's a lot of different belief systems around it. Uh, I'm going to speak about two primarily today because I'm, I'm familiar with two of them in the realm of spiritualism and also the Paco Kuna tradition of Peru. Ironically, in both of these traditions, they believe that you come in with a set amount of guides and access consciousness. We actually call them teammates. Access is all about not, not putting significance to the words and how much preconceived ideas do we have around the word spirit guide because we have so much um, so much literature and so many classes and all these things about it. But they're teammates and they are there to help you to get, hit your targets and hit your goals. One of the things, though, is you have to be willing to receive. You have to develop a creationship. Notice I didn't say relationship, a creationship with them. And the reason I use the word creationship is creationship is an acknowledgement of this place where you are one and that you're actually creating with another aspect of divinity versus relationship, which is an acknowledgement that things are separate. That's a duality principle. Creationship is a oneality principle. So invite yourself to have a creationship with your spirit guides, your teammates, your angels, and all that type of thing. So what the spirit guides, they are there in your corner and they're just begging and pleading and desiring for you to say, hey, help me out. Hey, I'm willing to receive from you. And I gave one of the questions yesterday, a question that you can ask is, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice can my body being and beyond be to effortlessly shift into a creationship with my guides with total ease. I might have said it a little bit differently than that yesterday, but that's the essence of what I was uh, what I was getting at. And then the second part of that is every place where I'm not allowing that to occur, I destroy and uncreate it. I destroy and uncreate that. I'm willing to have an experience and develop this creationship with my guides, angels, teachers, and things. Now in spiritualism, the very first guide that you would deal with that you really start to develop this relationship with is called the gatekeeper. And I probably won't go through all seven of them, but the gatekeeper's primarily, its primary purpose is to make sure that anything that comes to you is, is something you can handle. It's making sure that not, you don't call in anything um, in terms of spirit workings that is going to be something that's going to overwhelm you or, or not handle you or not be able to be handled by you. So the, the gatekeeper is the number one thing for the at least the spiritualist tradition. Then they also have like the alchemist and the healer, the master teacher. There's like a whole network of things. And then on top of these seven guides, you have other ones that come and go that can be family members. Like I know that my aunt's been around me since she's passed. Or you might have somebody from history that wanted to work with you. Like I've had Dr. Zui come through on a number of occasions when I've been doing work with people. So you may have some other guides come and go. And a lot of times these these instances, and I think Casey McBride talks about this a lot in some of his videos, is that we actually do have this relationship with our guides, but we we overlook it. We don't recognize that we're actually in an interaction with spirit guides or having this inspiration that's coming from somewhere, and we're just kind of dismissing it, that we're not recognizing that, hey, there's actually an interaction, there's an interplay here. But when you can become silent or become mindful become really astute in your awareness, like these, these subtle things that you start to recognize that, oh, wow, there's something a little bit more there. There's something a little bit more there that, that 
it's it's not just you know this little voice in my head or something like that there's actually this this interaction that if you start to develop that relationship that creationship you can have a much more enriched thing think about when you are starting to have a partner how you're getting to know each other and then as, as you get to really know the being that you truly be things become explosive and magical it's the same way like they have been very intimate with you but you have not necessarily been intimate with them in terms of your energies really being able to have a communion and start to create. And one of my favorite questions, and I gave this last night, is what question could I ask in my guides that I don't even know I could ask? That if I were to ask, could change everything. And you don't even need to get the actual question itself. You get this energy about it. You've, you get this like sense of possibility about it. And then once you have that, I'm getting goosebumps as I say, say, go do that. Do that for me. You don't even have to ask. You just get the energy of it. Go do that and watch the things that change. And then once you receive that, the big thing, when you like notice something show up from working with your guides, biggest thing then is immediately move to a state of gratitude. Thank you so much because universal law, energy flows where your attention goes. So if you focus on the things that are positive in your life and the things that you were looking to magnetize and create in your life and actualize in your life, that's what the universe says, oh, that's important. That's one reason for financial abundance. The first thing you ought to do, I invite you to do whenever you make a dollar or $10, whatever, take 10% and put it away in an honoring of you account. This is an access consciousness principle because you're telling the universe that you're important. You're telling the universe that the first thing I'm going to do is honor me and then I'm going to pay my bills and then I'm going to do all these other things. But the first thing I'm saying, universe, this abundance is important to me. And the first thing I'm going to do is honor me. Thank you for this bring, bring more. And if you, but now look at the other thing is like, oh my gosh, I have to pay all these bills. And with your hundred dollars, you, you did it all. And then you had nothing left to honor you. You're putting the importance of everything else outside of yourself. And it's not selfish. It's self first. The art of being self first is paramount and selfish is being self first at the expense of another person's will. Self first is being just your authentic voice and not and being your your voice without having to impact somebody else's will, without having to take away from another aspect of divinity. One little story inspired a little bit about a comment. And I get this a lot in readings, so I'm kind of drawing from that when people come in for a mediumship reading and things of that nature, they'll always like have this idea about abundance. And the only way in their mind that abundance happens is through the thing they call a paycheck, through the thing that, so like if they say universe, bring me more money in response or their, in their mind, it's through getting a raise or whatnot, but there's an infinite number of ways that the universe can provide abundance to people or the universe can provide a sustainability. And yes, if it's like a fixed income situation, you still do an honoring of you. If you can't do 10%, do 2%, do something. So you're actually taking a moment to honor you first and telling what the universe what's important. But beyond the, the actual income part, what are the infinite possibilities of how the universe can provide? What are the infinite possibilities of how your spirit guides and your teammates could advocate for actualizing possibility in your life? Key part, because, oh, let's see, I think it was Gary Douglas. He was teaching a class on how to become money. There's a, a wonderful book. It's actually called the How to Become Money Workbook. So if you're having struggles with uh, abundance and things like that, that is a great book. And it's also an inspiration because access consciousness all got founded through channeling. Gary Douglas was channeling Rasputin, which was uh, the crazy monk, if you, anybody knows their history or whatnot. And he would get in front of the class that he would channel 
and the how to become money workbook is a is a transcript from that class. So it's kind of a lesson too of how to work with your guides because when you're in the space, you can ask a question and the answers just flow because the energy is coming through you, not from you, not to you. But in the book, it completely renews any view you have around money and it changes it from being a thing to being an energy. And if you are, if you're familiar with like Reiki and you're forming those little chi balls and things like that, and you can feel that energy, what if creating money was that easy? What if creating abundance was that easy? And ask your guides, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice could my body being and beyond be to actualize infinite abundance with total ease? We're not saying infinite money, infinite abundance. And that could show up in a lot of different ways. But back to the story, Gary Douglas had taught the class. And one of the things you would do is you would call people a little bit uh, a, week, a week after the class, a couple of weeks after the class. And this one person, when he talked to her, she's like, oh, none of this stuff worked. And they says, well, tell me what's going on in your life. So she didn't have any more money. But one of her friends who uh, was going to be leaving and traveling the world for a year said, hey, do you want to stay at my house and like, you know, have this amazing beachfront property house and, you know, live on the beach for a year while I'm gone and kind of house it. So she's like, well, of course, that's amazing. So she's she has this amazing place to stay for the next year. And somebody was just giving away a wardrobe like this designer wardrobe, well, you know, the, I, this isn't really my taste. Do you want these clothes? And we got like $10,000 worth of clothes or something crazy like that. And someone gifted her a car. Yeah, that doesn't work because I didn't have any more money in my life. So abundance can flow to us in ways that are far beyond finances and money. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be money. I'm not saying that either. But what we have a tendency to do when we're saying, I want to speak to my guides, I want to speak, I want to create abundance in my life, uh, whatever it is, we often put conditions on the universe. So we say, hey, universe, I would like A, B, C, and D, but only if it shows up in this pretty package in this way that I'm willing and ready to receive it. And in, in a sense, we take away from the infinite possibilities of how something could show up, which is manifestation. Manifestation is how something shows up. We, we get honed in on that and forget that what we ought to be looking at is actualization, the fact that it shows up and just say, universe, bring me X, Y, or Z and not condition the universe to how it shows up. And in that way, you have the unlimited possibilities of an infinite ways, a number of ways that things can, can actually show up in your life. Circling back to spirit guides, because I'm all over the place with uh, amazing tangents and things, I'll give you a little bit more of the Peruvian one. We have seven spirit guides in the Peruvian tradition. We call this band of spirit people the Yanapak. And the first one, the first three are animals. The first one is always cold-blooded, traditionally an amaru or a snake. The second one is always a mammal, traditionally a puma or a jaguar. And the third one is always a bird, traditionally a condor. The fourth one is somebody in spirit of your family line that would hold the family together. Now, if you don't have uh, somebody that you know of, you could borrow one from the tradition. Traditionally, we would use Huescar Inca for this particular um, for this particular spirit being. But for me, it's my Aunt Karen, for example, who was paramount at holding the family together. The next one is some sort of healer in history. Could be Christ, could be Dr. Azui, could be Mother Teresa. The next one would be somebody who created a lineage that went beyond their own lifetime. Again, that would be like Dr. Zui or a Buddha or a Christ figure. And then the final one is Christ on earth or not Christ on earth, but God on earth or an unnamed energy if you don't believe that that has happened. So those are the seven things. And we start to utilize these spirit allies in our work um, really to 
in truth, what spirit guides really is, my point of view, is the need for an external consciousness when we don't give ourselves permission to be it for ourselves or to go directly to source. I had the experience at a silent retreat weekend at Fellowships of the Spirit, and I see comments coming up, but I'm not looking at them yet. I will go through comments here in a second. Um, I was at Fellowships of the Spirit. I was at this 100th monkey retreat weekend with Mark Thomas, and we had just spent a whole weekend in silence. And up until that point, I had all these guides around me. I hadn't even dove into the world of shamanism yet. And I had all my guides in front of me in this kind of like cloudy, smoky type of uh, room uh, in this meditation. And they all merged together into one and it formed this orb. And from the orb, I saw like this, if you ever saw a projector in a smoky room, how it has that light that goes through the smoke, or if you had a flashlight shining it over a campfire, how you get that light beam that's going through the smoke. It was that kind of thing. And I saw that the beam was coming from me. And then I had heard a voice whisper in my ear, you're the only one in the room. And that's where I get my, you're the only one in the room. And so am I. And that paradox that though we're separate, we're all one. So what if spirit guides and things are a reflection of something that we need when we're not willing to be and give ourselves permission to access that information directly from source? Okay, now let me scroll up through comments because I do want it to be interactive. We are keeping this upbeat today. So let's see. Uh, Carol, Sarah Carol was saying, I really appreciate your message this morning. You're very, very welcome. Now, this one I like from you, Megan. You are my hero, or you are a hero. Well, thank you. Uh, my goal, though, is that everybody is their own hero, really, because when we do get better, it is us being willing to be that energy of change. Because until you're ready for that, nothing's going to change anyone. And if you're in a place, if anyone's in that place where you do feel that, like, that there's no, there's no possibility, ask the question, what energy could I be to be the hero? What energy could I be to be the advocate of change in my life? And anything that doesn't allow that, we're destroying and uncreating that. Let's see. Going through. Oh, and uh, Carol was saying, this was from back a little bit earlier. Thank you for self first. That is the first time I heard the concept. It's not a new concept. The airline industry uses it all the time, but the oxygen mask. If you don't do something for yourself first, you can't be a service to another. So that's kind of where the principle comes from. But I've heard it, I think, in Access talk uh, quite a bit more, uh, quite a bit as well. Let's see. Unfaith Elizabeth for Abundance was sharing. I have... I love having a money bowl. I have something similar in my, my altar space upstairs, actually. I feed it and give it Reiki and sit with it with gratitude and uh, feeling abundant. And one thing too, when I have had a couple people who have been in a space where they just aren't able to visualize what it feels like to have abundance, because with the law of attraction, like energy attracts like energy. And from a place of oneality, if you can be the energy of abundance, then you draw abundance to you. But some people, depending where they're at, they may have a very difficult time imagining what it would be like to be that vibration, to attract the vibration. And for those situations, I say, go to a, put yourself in a situation that might change your perspective. So I've actually had clients go and volunteer at a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter or something like that. Because if you don't think you're abundant, if you shift your point of view and you see somebody in a different situation than you, 
uh, or in a hospital setting, there's a lot of different ways, depending what it is to do it. You can have an experience that then completely shifts your point of view and allows your vibration without your situation changing, allows your vibration to shift to, to be in a place of gratitude because now you have a comparison, right? And the absence of that, which you are not that, which you are is not. If you, if certain circumstances, the only thing that exists in the world, there's no way to know it experientially. It's only conceptual at that point. So it's a very, uh, a very important distinction to make. Let's see. And then faith offers, and I have a little catch-all for this too. My favorite idea is that if my higher self, I know I've got my back. There's a principle when, if you've ever seen me calling in the energies in shamanism, one of the, and the, what I'll do one here, I mean, it's actually calling in your higher self. It's calling in your soul energy. Iari, which means victory and praises. Hatan Uma, my higher self. Or you could say Wilka Nuna, sacred soul. Ampui, 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 which has a lot of different meanings. It's a very layered um expression ompui, ompui, ompui. it means literally come here so you might tell your kid ompui, come here you know but it also means heal what the soul's already healed and a lot of the energy work we do in the shamanic practices you know that in this ever present moment of now somewhere sometime in space you've never been wounded you are a whole being you and, and without the the wounds that are causing your perceived trauma trauma maybe that's a new word <laughs> trauma and drama of your life. So in a way we're calling in your soul aspect that uh, is already healed imprint, imprinting the version of you that's here now, and then allowing you to come into sympathetic resonance with that. So which means victory and praises to all of our higher selves, bring your healing here, bring your healing here, heal what the soul's already healed. So a, a little Quechua for you and maybe a little mantra because there's something magical about using a different language because you don't have any preconceived notion about what these words mean. There's not, not a collective consciousness around it for you anyway, like it, there would be for an English word. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. Victory and praise is higher self, bring your healing here. No, no. Except I said sacred souls, uh, heal what's already healed in that one. Let's see. The mysterious fake Facebook user says, your definition of spirit guides is exactly what I've been trying to figure out and put into words, but haven't had the fun mental understanding of what I had energetically been picking up on. Yeah, that was a big aha moment for me. And that doesn't mean that I don't have guides. I work with a lot of guides uh, nowadays and different aspects of divinity, especially as I started getting into some of the African traditions, it was just uh, mind blowing how much interaction, how much personality and, and uh, nuances there are to it. But at the same time, I'm recognizing that it's merely a reflection of me because I'm the only one in the room. And so are you. That's a wonderful paradox. <laughs> Sometimes it's mind numbing too. Let's see. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Dr. K was just saying a great tool, go feed the homeless, do anything, anything that's going to put you in a different, a different place. Like my friend, Brian, uh, he's traveled the world and he went to Mexico uh, for a period of time. And he was staying with somebody who literally uh, lived in kind of like a, a ghetto area. He even was robbed at gunpoint while he was there, but he ended up uh, to his own detriment. Somebody um, tricked him, convinced him that uh, it was a good idea to eat cherry pits. And I don't know if you know anything about cherry pits. If you were to swallow a cherry pit, no big deal, right? But if you crush it first and then you ingest a cherry pit, 
uh, it, it has a toxic effect and he ended up in the hospital. And when they got to the hospital when he's being admitted, like the, the cl- uh, clerk person was on siesta and they, he couldn't even check into the hospital. And the whole, pl- there wasn't hand sanitizer. There wasn't soap. There was some pl- uh, toilets didn't even have toilet paper. It was completely uh, unsanitary and all these things. And it gave him such an amazing appreciation for what we have in the States now that I know we all have the point of view that the system's broken, but if you go somewhere where it, it's a little bit different, even though there, there's certainly opportunity to make it better, uh, it can really shift your point of view and make you thankful for what you have. So it's not just around money and things like this, it's any situation. So look at anything in your life. And that's one of the beautiful things when we talked about uh, like the law of attraction, functioning from the duality there is a a, a principle called the law of opposites and the opposite attracts first and if you're functioning from there if you intentionally create the opposite in your life it comes in a more managed way and you can move through that part really quickly and that's from uh, neil donald walsh's book uh, happier than god he has five things in what he calls the mechanism manifestation statement of intent or you know whatever it is you're choosing to create the law of opposites the opposite shows up first The third part is the gift of discernment, recognizing that because that showed up, that's a sign you're on the right track. And then the fourth part is reaffirming to the universe that which you're creating. So you continue to push through that opposite and actually actualize what you're looking for in life. A lot of people give up when the opposite shows up. They stop putting the intention out and the universe says, okay, you don't want that anymore. No problem. And the fifth part is presence of cycles that you have infinity to do it. Now, all that is a duality concept from the oneality if you're creating with the totality of being, the opposite doesn't have to show up. Only if you're being in the world instead of being in the world and not of it. So anyway. Oh, <laughs> mysterious Facebook user. It's Shannon. Hello, Shannon. So glad that you're joining us. And thank you for always being a guide and for your wonderful videos. Always the perfect reminder exactly what I need, some grounding or deeper understanding. I'm so glad you have uh, found us on this. And when it comes to forgiveness, because I see some comments uh, about that, one of the key things, and we're going to talk a lot about this tomorrow because Dr. K and I are switching up our our stream tomorrow. We were going to be talking about beliefs. We're going to switch it up and talk about forgiveness. And one of the things is the tool is interesting point of view. If you're finding yourself in judgment about anything, interesting point of view starts to take the charge off of judging you for whatever you did. And know too that we are notorious for judging our past choices based on future, based on current knowledge. And it's not really a fair thing. I can say quite confidently that in almost all cases, if not all cases, people, whenever they make the choice, it was 100% the correct choice for them in that moment, even if it's exactly the opposite of what they were intending, because they made the choice based on the data they have, that was the best choice they were going to make. They had all the other options, they chose that anyway. So at their mind, in that point of view, they chose 100% the right choice for them in that moment. And knowing that, after the fact now, we don't have to give ourselves a hard time. We'll get into a lot more of that tomorrow. Let me throw up the banner for that. We have the... Well, this is what we're going to talk about a week from Friday, uh, but tomorrow we're going to do forgive and punish. Uh, well, I don't know if we'll actually talk about punishing. That's just a graphic I use. But really, if we don't forgive, we're punishing ourselves because in the grand scheme of thing, from a distance, there's only love, there's only harmony, there's only source, there's nothing to forgive. And then on Monday, I'm going to be on with Ernie talking about hope. Um, now I'm going to try to pronounce it. We're going to do that. Hawaiian technique. Now, there was something that Dr. K mentioned about that technique yesterday, which is very true, uh, that that one might not work for everyone. If you're really in a state of stuckness, 
that one because it's the space you're holding when you're using it uh, that makes it effective. There was a psychologist that used it in a, a psych ward hospital that they ended up having to close the hospital because everybody got better. And if you can be in that space of recognizing that as you say it, I'm taking ownership in a way and accountability for somebody else's ability to forgive, recognizing I am them. That's where the magic of that particular technique happens. So we have those two things coming up. And also tomorrow, I don't have the graphic, but I'm gonna be doing a talk on um, with my friend, Matthew Stewart. Let me get the graphic real quick. My friend, Matthew Stewart, who is a dear Wilka Wakuchai, which says, or Wilka Nuna Wakuchai, sacred soul brother. Uh, he's been, I've known him for, geez, four, five, six years now. And he is um, one of the people that has taken the Shaman Apprenticeship Program. And he's currently in our virtual program the second time, but we're gonna be doing a whole thing on trauma and spirituality with a focus on how you take your drama and take your trauma and use that as fertilizer to create new possibilities for yourself and lightness in your life. Because at the end of the day, it's all light, right? So all this heaviness is just very condensed light. And it's just the point of view that makes it heavier light from us. Elizabeth Jenkins, who wrote the book, The Fourth Level, one of my um, teacher's uh, colleagues that uh, on the Peruvian shamanism path, she would say that angel poop is light for us as our heaviness is light for some other being. So it's just a point of view that creates the good and bad, right or wrong, based on where you're at. And it's really a feeling of heavy and light, hucha and sami. And if you only start choosing what feels light to you, you'll bring more lightness in your life instead of choosing what feels heavy to you. And then there's also some things that if we're really in a dark place, there are some phenomenal mental health professionals. I went to therapy for a couple years. Uh, there's a place on the, it's called Laughing Creek. It's on the east side. Her name is Bridget O'Sullivan. Uh, I couldn't recommend her highly enough. And there's a uh, they also have Chamam, which is a center for holistic energy and applied metaphysics. So everybody that's a counselor out of Laughing Creek is also affiliated in some way with this metaphysical community. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.